Hey everyone, Austin Swanson here, AKA 24-7, bringing you a video today regarding Cardlytics. We have a really exciting update here. Um, I haven't been this excited in a while. <laughs> um, just to jump out and, and get to it, Cardlytics had their investor day presentation last week. They had this really quick little brief statement regarding Venmo. And if you don't know, if you haven't seen my previous write-ups um, or on Twitter or even just following Cardlytics in general, Cardlytics acquired Dosh and Dosh is powering Venmo offers right now. So if you go to Venmo, you, you'll have an offer section. And why this gets exciting, and I guess this gets right into it, and let's just jump into it, right? So I, I'm going, I'm so excited about this whole development. <laughs> and if you can't read the header, you know, uh, value of Venmo offers equals entire Cardlytics market cap. That might be an exaggeration. And I am more, how I describe myself as not, I'm an optimist, right? Um, where I understand companies. If I don't understand a company or anything else, I just throw it away. And so I don't even focus on it. And so you can say I'm an extreme pessimist in every other company. But when I actually understand it, I can see what's possible and have a vision of what's, you know, what is a, a, a likely scenario. Um, I like being optimistic, right? We have enough pessimistic people when it comes to investing. And I feel like in the long term, if I find these companies that I'm you know, optimistic to and I can I can see maybe a really crazy future potential, I'm likely to hold on longer even if like a conservative valuation appears. So I, I'm fine with that. And so, you know, given all the pessimistic sides of even Cardlytics, here's an optimistic side. Here's a potential thing of Venmo that Venmo may even equal the current market cap of Cardlytics right now, which is like $3.5 billion, right? And that might be a function of two things. You might have Cardlytics that's actually just currently way undervalued and, but also Venmo has significant potential. So to just start out, uh, if you haven't already, um, I put a thread on Twitter of what was going on with Venmo on the uh, based on the investor day presentation. Um, I'm going to do a full write-up on Substack on the investor day presentation and little things that I noticed. Um, you know, there's all the big stuff with like bridge and open banking, um, but because that's a huge focal point of, you know, the investor day presentation and you can get a lot of inf information on that, I wanted to try to get, you know, all the little stuff that was mentioned. I, uh, stuff has like push notifications, which I'm super excited about. But the, the thing we're here, we're focused on here is the comment regarding um, the neo banks and Venmo. So previously, what was happening if if you did if you went to Venmo and you looked at the offer section this is what you would see right can I get a bigger picture you would see one for the QR offers uh, the QR code offer and we'll get into that in a little bit more detail soon but what you'll see is there's no offers right it says get the Venmo debit card and get cash back okay so well what did I do <laughs> that was my wife's my wife's Venmo um, I actually went and got a Venmo debit card you know it's free to do and as you'll see it's, it's dosh because it's powered by dosh right it just doesn't have travel um, at this time but they, they mentioned that they're working on adding travel so based on that information that I had I was like okay so Venmo is only limited to people who have to get a Venmo debit card Right? And I, I haven't even seen, I haven't confirmed that even the, you can do this with a credit card. So it's limited to the debit card. So you have this huge amount of friction of acquiring an MAU from Venmo. And not only that, then they have to use the Venmo, they're limited to the Venmo debit card to use that, right? And then you can't, I just, I, I was almost just dismissing this. I was like, oh, this is cool, but I'm not thinking too much about it. But here's the comment that was made. Um, 
f during the investor day presentation. And this is, I, I cut it down a little bit just to focus on Venmo. So our continued focus on growing our Venmo partnership, the team is focused on expanding rewards to additional payment types, creating a rewarding experience with Venmo, regardless of what payment instrument the consumer uses. And I, I, if I don't remember that consumer instrument, I think is important. We will also continue to invest along with the product uh, in our team, supporting the build and partner integrations for enhancements, including currency conversion, because they have the stuff with uh, uh, cryptocurrency right now, and pay with QR codes currently live at Venmo. So I tried to get that quote as best as I could. Uh, it was super difficult to do because if you rewind it at all, it would go back like two minutes instead of like a second. And so... It was driving me nuts, actually. <laughs> uh, so I tried to get that as best I could, but go to the original source on Carlos. There's an investor day presentation. You can listen to it there. So what does that mean? Why was it, Why did I, when I heard that, was I, I was excited, right? I'm trying to calm myself down, be you know, nice and professional here, but that's not, you know, I'm just an excited person, right? Especially when it comes to this. So again, my whole thought before was, okay, you have Venmo. And it's only limited to Venmo debit card users. But they're saying we, uh, the team is focused on expanding rewards to additional payment types, right? And regardless of what payment instrument the consumer uses. So there's two things here, right? Is, well, now all the people like, let's let's take my, myself as an example. I actually have a debit card, a debit card and a, a, my my. My bank account, there, there's like a separate bank account that are hooked up to my Venmo, uh, my Venmo account, right? In terms of being able to add to my Venmo balance, transfer money to, to people, and then to put it back into my bank account. I'm using two different banks. Um, but both of those are not covered by Carlytics. So there's two interesting things here. One is this would expand to my credit unions. Before I was always focused, okay, if we could have Dosh and they could integrate with the, the credit unions, all these banks, but that's going to take a lot of time. And it's like, okay, both my credit unions that I have are already on uh, Venmo. So that gets really interesting that the fact that you remove the friction that was previously there with Dosh's or uh, with Venmo's debit card. They had to get this new card. The fact that you could maybe already use their existing payments on there and any of the payments. And this gets really interesting then because then you could say, what if then they can use? Okay, I should I should say here because how how is this going to work, right? My first question was, okay, great, I can use any payment instrument. Um, but how am I actually going to use that? <laughs> because it's like, okay, I have my credit union card. I go to a store and swipe it. How's Venmo going to know that? Well, they mentioned the use of a QR code. So if you go to your homepage, there's a section for scan and it says show to pay and it has your QR code. And then it, it lists how you want to pay it. Very similar to a digital wallet, um, it, which is essentially what I think this is. And so this gets really interesting because then you can select your Venmo balance, your debit card, your bank account. And so this opens up using all these existing cards. You don't have to get another card and you could use your existing account. So it minimizes friction. Um, and you could even I just, I start getting so excited that it like, essentially this opens it up to all existing Venmo users, the Venmo offers, where there's currently around or above 60 million Venmo users. The amount that we're gonna get that debit card I don't even think it'd be a million. I really, I was very, I had low expectations for that. Well, now it's every, every user could potentially, they will have access to uh, Venmo offers, right? 
where you have to get a little interesting is you can't say, oh, out of the 60 million, well, one, there's going to be an overlap. There's going to be people that have Chase accounts and Wells Fargo's accounts and, and they have that same card that's hooked up or same bank account. And so that's like a double counting, I think. The, first, the, the way I'm thinking about this right now, I think there's a double counting that that's not going to work as, I don't want to double count those um, in terms of valuing this, right? And so we'll get into the valuation here in, in a, a, a little bit. But there's also like how many people are actually gonna use their Venmo as a digital wallet. Well, one interesting development is, you know, Apple's already said, hey, we're gonna start having IDs on our phone, right? And it's a little unclear of how, you know, who's gonna all adopt this. It, it seemed like more for travel right now. But I always thought if right now, I the only reason I have a wallet, a physical wallet, is because I had need to carry my ID. If I didn't have my ID, well, I wouldn't even carry my wallet. I just use my, you know, my Apple, uh, Apple Pay, right? Maybe Venmo Pay, but that's the thing is I'm gonna default to Apple Pay and not uh, Venmo Pay, but maybe as, you know, the younger demographic is using Venmo maybe even as their bank account and they have Venmo balances all the time and they want to use that for purchases, well then boom, they can use their uh, scan and pay feature. They need to just call it Venmo Pay to match everything else. I don't know why they haven't done that yet, but but maybe there's maybe Venmo Pay is used for something else already. Um, so that gets really interesting that we could have an increasing proportion of you know digital payments used and then Venmo has that offer and then it's going to work on all their, all their payment types. Um, and then the other interesting thing is we're already seeing this Venmo business, which <laughs> as you can see, I'm trying to say everything possible. This will all be in the write-up, but that would make it really easy to do online payments with businesses of using that instead of that QR code is paying with Venmo online. Cause that's one thing I was thinking about. I was like, how are they going to, if it's a QR code, how would you scan that and have that as an option? But if there's Venmo business account starting, Boom, there's your answer. But then the other interesting thing here of why you can actually even have higher ARPU levels with this is the fact that uh, if you can have a Venmo business account on Venmo, if they allow for the self-service where you can easily just uh, advertise directly on Venmo through your account, you're gonna have way more offers just right on there and more offers, more utilization, more redemptions, more ARPU, right? And the other statement was, and I think I throw this in here from Carletics, um, I don't think that they were saying this right the first time. You know, they asked, is ARPU going to be higher? And they're like, yes, because, you know, the neo banks they're more focused on uh, growing their business in terms of, you know, probably users and engagement rather than the revenue aspect right now. So that opens up for negotiations of having a smaller revenue share, kind of like with the open banking. They were saying it was like 0% revenue share, but they were saying that's going to lead to higher ARPU, but I think it will lead to higher gross profit because it'll be the same advertising amount. It's just that they give less to uh, Venmo. So that's all to say, I prob I'm all over the place with this, right? I'm trying to get all this information out in a quick manner. Uh, reference, I'll be posting this write-up where you have all this detail, but it's also on my Twitter right now as well. So in terms of this statement of why I got really excited, because I was like, okay, I'm all excited about this, right? I, I have all this information in my head. I put it out there. And which was what was really lackluster is I got super excited about this. Spent a long time <laughs> making that Twitter post. And then like, I think I got like one like, and I was like, oh man, like maybe I need to make this more quantitative and, and put it to paper of like what is possible with this, why this is exciting, right? Because I remember when they announced the DOS acquisition at what, $275 million, people are like, stocks started going down because people are like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is, they're way overpaying for this. I don't think so anymore. I really don't. I, I Honestly, this, 
<sighs> Venmo might might be the answer to all this. Okay, so let's just get into this. So we already talked about you know opening up that is all payment types, which allows then for all MAUs, right? It's not limited to Venmo users who get the debit card. It's just going to be everyone. So, but what it will be limited to is out of those 60 million plus uh, users on Venmo. How many are actually going to make, you know, how many, how many are on other like Chase or Wells Fargo and then how many are actually going to make those payments or how many are actually going to use the QR code or, you know, make purchases with Venmo. That's good. That's a really hard thing to know. And if we're thinking 10 years in the future, I mean, it could be really high. Uh, so in terms of valuing Venmo offers, the first valuation I'm going to do, these are the assumptions that I'm going to use. So we have the 60 million Venmo users. And we can't assume all of those are going to be uh, MAUs. But in terms of our base, what we're starting with, we have the 60 million. It might be even a little bit higher. But if in terms of the next 10 years, where could that be? If we assume just 5% growth, which is way lower than what they've been doing in the past, but you know it's going to be it's going to diminish over time of how, how much they're growing. If we assumed 5%, that's less than a double in 10 years. Um, and so I think that's realistic because if you have all these younger demographics that you know are going to be coming of age where they can start banking, um, they are likely, in my mind, more likely to be using Venmo than you know older demographics. And so 60 million at 5% might actually be. I don't think it's crazy, but out of that uh, amount of people and the 60 million is coming from their website, they say, Hey, join more than 60 million people who use Venmo app. Maybe there's some double counting, even in terms of how many people, how many apps have been downloaded uh, or user profiles, but I don't think so. So out of that 60 million plus users, we have to assume that there are a high per percentage of people that have Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, US Bank, all these other banks that are already covered by Cardlytics. And so I don't want to double count those right now. And so and I've been trying to think about this if, if you can or cannot. And for now, I'm just going to not count those. So we'll assume for this first valuation, 50% have that. So out of the 60 million, now you're at 30 million. And then you have to assume one proportion of the people um, are actually going to be using Venmo Pay. I think over time, this will increase, kind of like we talked about with the digital wallet utilization. I um, mean, younger demographics are probably more likely to use this as pay. And as businesses become on or, or join Venmo, it's going to be more easy to make Venmo payments. And so right now, I assumed another 50% of that. So in aggregate, 25% of the 60 million, we get 25% of that or 15 million users, which will grow at the 5%, uh, which I can't remember if it ends up being like 24 million or so, but we'll get to that. Um, and then if this is still too aggressive an assumption in the next valuation, instead of 25%, I'll assume 10%. So we have our uh, monthly active user base, uh, but in terms of consumer incentive, I'm gonna do the same classic value uh, way that I've been thinking about this, which is if we had a user or if the average user um, on average, you redeems one offer per month at an average price of $10. Think of going out to eat, going to Jimmy John's, getting a sandwich and a drink. Um, and then if you have taxes and maybe a tip at a restaurant, that should be even probably higher. Uh, but if they do that $10 item once a month at 10%, which is about the average offer that I'm seeing, and there's some question about that, if that's actually reflected in the 10K or not, but we can get into that at, at another point. 
So if you have $10 items per month at 10%, that's a dollar per month or $12 a year. And this might be conservative uh, because as travel comes on to Venmo, luxury items, uh, the SMBs increasing the amount of offers, relevant offers, increasing engagement, utilization, and redemptions, that $12 an aggregate might be too low. And so we'll do another evaluation here in a little bit with maybe more realistic a number. Um, and then to put this even in further context, here are my last 90 days. And so uh, Chipotle, for instance, $2.24. But the food and drinks that are reflected here include my wife. And so we need to divide those by two, essentially assuming that each are equal meals. And so I do that and I get about $14 in consumer incentives for myself in the last 90 days. <laughs> this, uh, And our assumption right now is $12 over the course of an entire year. So all to say, I think the $12 is fine. I think it's a, it's a realistic assumption because again, you can't really use me as a basis of is this realistic or not because I'm a very biased user because I'm following the company. I'm, I'm very aware of it. I'm looking at offers from not just the purposes of redemption, but also for you know monitoring the company. So you can't quite just use uh, my offers, but it gives you an idea of what's possible and not that crazy. So now we have our MAUs, we have the amount of uh, redemption they're doing, but we need to convert this to revenue. There's been a lot of question about this. I've proposed this question early on in my first write-up, my YouTube video, um, regarding the uncertainty of how cost per redemption and cost per serve sale are reflected in 10K. I think, off the top of my head, I think it's just the consumer incentives reflected are under the cost per serve sale. And so if I assumed, you know, before I think I was assuming $2.16 of converting consumer incentive to revenue, that end up might be too much in that instead it should be something closer, I think to like $1.50 or something around there. Um, and so right now I'm just assuming $2, right? So that might be too much. We'll see. But in terms of another conservative assumption, if we assume gross margins right now at card list around 36%, if we assume 50% for the neobanks or for Venmo, um, I, I think that might actually be higher. Because again, if open banking is at 0% revenue share, um, <laughs> where banks are at like 50%, like I think going from only 36 to 50% might be too conservative. In terms of operating expenses, um, I'm taking Cardlytics' 2022 uh, operating expenses, which are around 117 million. And then I'm trying to ratio that down based on the number of employees, trying to just get an idea what it would be for DOSH. And then I'm out allocating all of DOSH's operating expenses or hypothetical operating expenses to this valuation. And so uh, I'm not 100% on these employee numbers. I've seen 97 thrown around like a month ago for DOSH. And then Cardlytics, they're reporting higher numbers, but I think they have dosh and bridge in those numbers at this point and so i think you know 100 for dosh 400 for carlos isn't crazy and so 25 percent of that of 117 million i think is like around 29 million in terms of taxes uh 21 corporate tax rate uh, we need to assume some for state and then for some future increases so about 30 percent uh, and then what will so we'll have our cash flow what is that worth you know, we have, I'm trying to value based on how other people will value it, not necessarily how I value it, because that's what will end up being reflected in the market price. Um, I think if we use a 20 times cash flow multiple, uh, I think that's lower than comparable, you know, digital advertising companies or other related companies that where the revenue is mostly from digital ads. I think 20 is conservative. So we'll do another valuation here in a bit. But another way to think about this is the discounted uh, present value of 
all future cash flows, essentially a perpetuity annuity. Um, and if we do that valuation, if we assume, again, what other people might be thinking, uh, we'll have a long-term risk-free rate of around 5%, an equity risk premium of 3% for more of a mature company, and then 3% growth rate, which I think is too low even 10 years from now. And so if we do that discounted present value, essentially it's 20 times the first cash flow payment. So if you put all this together, we'll have $24 or 24 million monthly active users um, from the Venmo base 10 years from now. And they'll have $24 in ARPU at a 50% gross margin, 29 operating expenses, and then times all the, I'll get all the cash flow times 20 is approximately uh, $3.7 billion. This is Again, all these assumptions, <laughs> uh, it's too it's way too early to know how accurate they are. But if you compare this to our other valuation, when we're doing Cardlytics, this isn't far-fetched. This isn't crazy. And another way to think about this is if the current market cap is approximately like 3.5 billion or 3.6, around that, right? It's around 3.7. You could say, okay, even if these are crazy in your mind, this is what might have to happen in order for Venmo to equal uh, the current market cap essentially a, re a reverse uh, discounted cash flow or DCF. So I think this is a good exercise. And why, why, why do I do this? Why is this exciting? Why have I been so excited about this, right? Is, you know, as someone who enjoys following value investing, right? One of the, one of the best things that I, you know, that I can really wrap my head around is finding those uh, certain special situations where a certain portion of the business, maybe even just like net cash covers the current market cap and then everything else is gravy on top. Because the, the beauty of that is then your margin of safety is huge, right? So in this instance, if Venmo offers covers the current market cap, not even Dosh, <laughs> um, and then we're ignoring open banking for international expansion, the capabilities with bridge and SKU level data, um, and then let alone just Carlix's you know original user base with the bank channel. It's just it's crazy, right? It's it's crazy what could what could what could happen here. So I wanted to go under a, a second valuation, discussing all these other assumptions that we were discussing before. So maybe twenty five percent is too high, and so we'll assume a lower per. Uh, proportion of that 60 million plus um maybe we'll just assume 10 percent will be people that will actually you know that aren't on other cardlytics platforms and or have a different bank account so there's the double counting and a smaller proportion they'll actually use this for their payment method we'll assume the same five percent growth uh, before we were assuming 12 dollars in the course of the entire year for consumer incentives i will now assume 24 dollars or two payments made on Venmo per month. I think, again, as we have this, you know, the Venmo business come on here, you're going to see more offers, more relevant offers, more engagement, more utilization. So redemptions would increase. You would also see the, it, it becomes more, it comes easier to actually make a Venmo payment for your purchase, where instead of there's this QR code that you could only do in person. This will allow for more online payments for, for Venmo. And so I think, you know, that makes it more reasonable why instead of $12, it'd go up to $24. We talked about the gross margins maybe being too conservative in relation to open banking. So instead of 50%, we'll assume 60%. Um, and then for a cash flow multiple, we'll assume 33.333. And you might be like, why not just uh, 30 times cash flow? 
Well, well, first of all, 30 is around what maybe a more comparable for um, digital advertising companies and a more mature company with growing cash flow. I think that's reasonable. I don't think that's far-fetched. Um, I've used that too many times. You know, I get on that same word over and over. Um, but in terms of doing the same, you know, perpetuity and neuter discounted cash flow, future of all future cash flows, if we do that same 5% risk-free rate with 3% uh, equity risk premium, but now it's at 3% growth rate, we assume 5% growth rate for a company with operating leverage. I think that's realistic. Um, then if you do that present value calculations, it's 33.33, you know, times the cash flow. So that's where that comes from. Put that all together. We're at 9.77 million monthly active users, get the cash flow, And now we're at a valuation for Venmo offers of 5.9 billion. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, all way too early. It's way too early to say, um, but yeah, I'm going to be following this closely like I have been in the past. I'll be doing more write-ups. I'm going to have a write-up later this week on the rest of the my thoughts following Investor Day. Uh, probably do another YouTube video. I enjoy. I I like the write-ups because I can you know think through it better. But I like doing these YouTube videos because I can just go off topic or really explain you know where certain things are coming from. So I'm enjoying this. I <laughs> I I've been posting so much about in the past. I actually for years I never talked about what I was invested in. I didn't start posting on Twitter, YouTube, Substack, all these things. What, two months ago I just started? And so I usually avoid these things because I don't want to create all these biases by going out and say, hey, look at, this is what I think is going to happen. And if they don't prove to be right, then it's like, oh, darn it. But I really don't care. Actually, what I care about much more is actually just getting to the right answer where I would love to put this out here and say, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And someone just tear me apart and just be like, Nope, this is never going to happen. And then it adjusts my assumptions, right? That I'm open to ideas. So again, leave me comments, reach out to me on Twitter. Um, and we can discuss this because I want to get to what is real. But at the same time, as we said before, there's so much pessimism out there that it's kind of nice to balance it out by, Hey, here's, here's an optimistic view of what's possible. And maybe, yeah, I, I just, again, looking at these these assumptions, it's not crazy, right? It's not like I'm assuming, oh, if we just get to uh, $240 of our poopers, like we're not doing that, right? We're, we're doing realistic things here. So I'm excited. I have, as you can tell, you know, I'm constantly looking for new ideas, you know, listening to podcasts and interviews and reading new write-ups and doing everything I can to find new ideas. It's just I haven't found something that's just so easy to understand, so simple, and has such good value prospects um, or a value proposition that that's why I'm so excited. And let alone when I hear this about Venmo offers and just knowing what may be possible, I just get that more excited. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this video. Again, write up will be the first link uh, in the description. And everyone, thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next one.